0: As you know, it's been widely discussed that the RV industry is, in fact, booming. We talk to people in all facets of the RV industry, and let's just say it's not
1: all sunshine and roses. Some RV-related businesses are really suffering, even with record sales. So stay tuned. We'll share the dark side of the current RV craze.
0: This week's episode of the RV Small Talk podcast is, in fact, brought to you by... A can of gourmet popcorn that's right we have kettle corn we have caramel corn and we have cheddar corn it is so amazing, like me <laughs> so if you haven't had your gourmet popcorn find it at
1: a vendor near you and thank you to whoever sent us a giant can of gourmet popcorn
0: All right, we're doing something a little bit different this week. We are actually recording on a Monday morning, so we're coming in off of, uh, off of the weekend, per se, and we don't know how it's going to go. So how was your time off, and how are you rolling in today on this Monday morning?
1: I'm doing good. I am excited about kind of wrapping up the year you know we've got two weeks left yeah and uh so i've got a lot to do to get everything wrapped up but excited about moving on to next year it has been a wild one i mean can we say that enough
0: is there any trepidation Uh, like it is much yeah trepidation so (laughs) so here we go last year at the end of 2019 we're like uh, the whatever we we've had several good years of increases it's going to be a presidential election year those usually show a little bit of a downturn in shopping for rvs and all that so we were looking at 2020 through the lens of the end of 2019 Going, okay maybe we should brace ourselves for a little bit of a slowdown a little bit of impact and all that and then 2020 happened with all of its wonderment and it was a crazy year for RV sales. And here we are at the end of 2020, looking at 2021. Do you have a sense of anxiety about what it could be? Is there any clue what 2021 could be?
1: Oh, I think there's a a huge clues. Uh, It's going to be crazy again. I think we're going to have another wild year. Uh, It's going to be six months before... Covid is under control. Whatever that means, it's going to be a process. We have so many new buyers out there. Um the industry is just shifting a lot trying Feels to like it's manage it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the mm, good and uh. bad of it all and that's what we're talking about on our podcast today. So I, I I don't know. I there's going to be so many challenges. Here at Princess Craft, we have the best crew hands down that we have ever had well that and feels good thank you yeah well it's true <laughs> she's talking <laughs> about us <laughs> you know all of us because we've had so many challenges and you step up you really do so i i'm excited i don't know how about you i'm excited about next year we're gonna take the challenges as they come and and keep going keep I, peddling.
0: i would love to answer you but i need another sip of this coffee so i'm okay. gonna, i'm gonna defer to lindsay <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's next year look like to you lindsay Um, and I'm back (laughs) I don't know a blank slate I'm not huge into the whole
2: like everything is different because it's a new year I feel like January is just the month after December so yeah I'm excited for next year I'm excited for tomorrow, too. No, see, we
0: did resolution episode like, <laughs> a year ago. Are, you're still not really a resolution person? No, yeah, I I'm don't understand.
2: Really I don't understand. It's. I mean, the number on the end of the year changes, but that's pretty much it.
0: Fine. Then how long does it take for you to write the number correctly on things?
1: Uh, definitely like six <laughs> months. A long I, time. I, that is one thing I am not looking forward to because I barely... I still try to put a one in front of thing at the end, you know, on the year. Like like
0: yeah. 1900s? Like no. You you're 20 years into this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Like 18 or 19, not, you know. Oh, okay, okay. But then you have to do 20, but 2020 sounds really kind of epic, you know. It has a sound yeah, to it. It,
0: it sounds like a try 2021 news sounds
1: like past it. I don't know. I don't know. I did 2021 just sounds not real. What are you talking about? 2021?
0: We can now legally drink because of what COVID-19 has done to us in
1: 2020. <laughs> <laughs> We're legally of age. But I guess it also takes a whole lot more effort to say 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, we should go One back more and syllable.
2: listen to that. Did we really do a New Year's resolution? We kind
1: of did.
0: Uh Uh-oh. You and I didn't do do a good job.
1: You guys were terrible? Well, we'll have to do it again then. End of the year? Do I get to be terrible again? Uh, (laughs) Can can we stop you? (laughs) Is there a way around that? Because if there is, let me know. That'd be interesting to listen to. Okay, we'll listen to it and we'll comment on it at the last podcast of the year. How about that?
0: Yeah, so um, I am actually looking forward with hope to what's going to happen in 2021. Uh, One of the big things is my son. He's... He just turned two, but he'll turn three next year. I I suspect that he will be out of diapers someday in 2021.
2: (laughs) That's so exciting. It really is. is.
0: And um, with with my daughter and my son both just getting older and more mature, they're going to be able to handle things a little bit better, which means I'm looking forward to easier outings, Mm -hmm. you know, camping outings mm-hmm. and outdoorsy things and activities and stuff. Yeah. So, maybe not from a professional end, maybe not from an industry end, but from personal end, I am kind of looking forward to what might be over the horizon on that front. So.
1: That'll change your life? Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. For sure. So, hoping for more miles.
1: All right, Lindsay, you still got
0: nothing? No, I said I was excited. Like so
2: excited. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay. like I'm excited for tomorrow or like two
1: hours from now. And this is a podcast, but Lindsay has fluorescent orange hair. You it's can true. feel it
0: through your earphones.
1: Yes. Which, well, there's a little hot pink mixed in there. It keeps but. my head warm. Like when it's cold outside.
0: Uh, I That's was warm. just thinking that today. <laughs> I walked outside with, with uh, again, without my beard and I hate it my cheeks get so freaking cold without a beard
1: <laughs> oh. so
0: i if i can remember this and i stick to it because i never remember it or stick to anything um next year it's full-on beard during the cold months that's that's that
2: well just hurry up and grow it
0: i'm i'm growing as fast as i can <laughs> <laughs> eating on my i don't know what is it biotin, uh, carotene Protein, I don't know. something, Whatever whatever helps the beard, that's what I should be, should be taking. I'm, obviously, I'm not taking those obviously. supplements. Okay. Well, have some
1: more coffee. Oh, yeah. here we go. That'll keep your cheeks warm. <laughs>
0: mm. My coffee is better than your coffee. Why is that? Because it's AeroPress coffee. I made it at home.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I have an AeroPress on my desk. You, you do know why?
0: do have an AeroPress on your desk in because the box. Because
1: somebody here, right here, that loves his AeroPress brought me one there you go merry christmas i'm tired i'm
0: tired of of telling you about it and you for a year i've been telling you about it and you not getting a chance to experience it
1: how much coffee can we actually talk about i guess that's how much
0: coffee is there let's talk about it (laughs)
1: how much coffee could a coffee drinker talk coffee (laughs) It was going somewhere.
0: Way to go, (laughs) Woodchuck. There you go.
1: (laughs) Well, why don't we try to sound smart and move into what we're talking about this episode? You try and sound smart. Oh, no, 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 no. I need some help this morning.
0: Okay, here we go. Let's talk about how this year, I mean, everyone knows that the sales at dealerships and the new people coming into the RV market has just expanded. Floated. It's been bigger than most anyone's wildest dreams. Probably the biggest year for sales ever on record. Is that fair to say?
1: Well, I think for over twenty years, over thirty years, maybe. Okay. I mean, there were some huge booms. I I don't know. They're They're talking about five hundred thousand in shipments from the manufacturers. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So huge year if not the biggest definitely
0: way up there
1: way up there and, yes
0: and we've we've done several episodes everyone's talked about it I'm trying to speculate on exactly how this happened it was really the confluence of so many things
1: well i think the inventory through 2019 was high And people were worried that on an election year, it's traditionally slower. So they were thinking they needed to cut back.
0: Dealerships Uh, were ordering a little bit less for 2020.
1: Yeah, because election years tend to slow down a bit. And and we're all talking about the recession when it was going to hit. Right?
0: Yeah. So that mindset I mean, would have affected not just the dealerships, but also the manufacturers may have said, you know what, we're gonna speculate. It's a presidential election year, we're gonna scale back a little bit. That yeah. therefore I'm
1: not sure manufacturers ever scale back. They oh, swing so? for the fences. Okay. That's right. They always want more. They always want an increase, and dealerships do too, but sometimes the people that make the decisions on buying them are cautious. Okay. Okay. So not only did dealerships buy
2: probably less than they did in 2019 but once covid hit a lot of dealerships just canceled their orders like in march because they were afraid everything was going to tank and nobody's going to buy rvs so
1: they're just canceling all their orders so and then the manufacturers shut down for six weeks as well mm-hmm. because they shut down along with the rest of the world it was like er, red light right so then nobody was making anything so inventory- we we're all looking at each other thinking you know Oh, it's going to be horrible. So, let me lay the land.
0: Inventory was already somewhat less. You know, whatever inventory dealerships had on hand, that's what they had on hand. But they hadn't ordered a whole lot more.
1: They weren't planning for a banner year.
0: Uh-huh. I don't. I, for the most part. Right. And manufacturers had that big shutdown, which puts the brakes on every step of manufacturing. That's right. Not just something rolling out the gate heading down the road to a dealership
1: yes so the baird report came out recently What's a baird report <coughs> it is a report um in the rv business uh that that gives you stats on where you've been basically mm-hmm. who's baird? Talks about the year robert baird not mrs no not mrs okay well, nobody's from Texas. Not everybody listening is from Texas. They won't know Mrs. Baird's, will uh, well, they? Well, Mrs. Baird's is a Texas thing. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah it was, it was te- built built right down on um, right off Airport Road. <gasps> I loved it. We used Field to have trips. Uh, Mrs.
0: Baird Bakery on the way to my school in Victoria. So they had a bakery there, so every morning passing by on the bus, you got to smell fresh. Bread being made.
1: Oh man. It was amazing. Okay. So tell me about this. We took a left report. turn. Robert Baird, good question. I don't know who he is. The report, <laughs> though, um has an inventory comfort metric. What? And right now it is the leanest in history in the survey of 85% of the dealerships say their inventory is too low. Now that's kind of a given, right? Yes. But if sense. you look at this, it is like jumping off a cliff. It drops down to almost nothing. We'll put it in the show notes. But that is dealerships being comfortable with what their inventory level is. Yeah. I, and I can sense that it's, from our sales team. So it's simply not. We're we're in just crazy shape right now. Right. We've been running for probably three or four months with less than twenty travel trailers on the lot that you could walk in and buy, and right. o- over a hundred on order, yeah.
0: sold. Right. So that's not anything that's pre-sold like that, that's that's on order. That's not even for our inventory. It, we're just almost just a pass-through mechanism for for delivery at that point.
1: Absolutely. But it's really frustrating for customers to shop. So the question is, why can't manufacturers just catch up? Why can't they?
0: Ah, uh, yeah.
1: I've even had customers say, oh, yeah, the manufacturers are just trying to make more money and stay in control. And so that's why they're not building more. Oh, you mean like purposely building in scarcity? Like like if we can make things
0: scarce, then we
1: can. Yes. Yeah. Do you think, I I, I mean, that's one concept that people have. Right. Right. But you actually got to talk
2: directly to some really big manufacturers. And what were they saying as far as, you know, why can't you catch it? Just work faster. How
1: hard could it be? Well, right now we still have about, I mean, one manufacturer said fifteen percent of their workforce calls in sick every single day. Yikes. Every day. 15%. You lose fifteen percent. And it's it won't be the same fifteen percent.
0: Right.
2: So And if the manufacturers are hiring new people to try to up production, well, people who just started a job aren't gonna work as fast as people who have been there.
0: Right. That makes perfect sense. Okay. And what about, we did an episode a while back about manufacturers just having par- trouble getting parts. Right. I yep. mean, because a lot of them come from overseas, and the whole world is experiencing this supply yeah. issue.
2: And when they can't get parts, I mean, it's the whole efficiency part of it. The, the way they're normally built is they go down the line, they get all their parts, and then they go out the door ready to ship. Well, now they can't get some parts so they're being partially built then set outside to wait until the parts come in and so then they bring them back in put the part i mean it's just not as efficient it's not how lines are supposed to go so
0: (laughs) and since they don't know what parts they're going to get from day to day that means that you have just this yard full of almost but almost complete but incomplete trailers or units out there but they aren't all missing the same part one of them will be missing a toilet one will be missing a sink one will be missing an air conditioner one will be missing who knows what so when you get a shipment of however many you get of a sink or a toilet or an air conditioner you have to go back in that that packed lot outside the factory and find those units and sounds pull like them a back nightmare in.
1: yeah some manufacturers even told me that their production is down 50 percent and that's when when we need them we, the most, yeah, exactly. we, need we need the them. units. And it it's 50%. Um, they would love to be running full throttle right now, right? But, you know, we would all benefit, but it's just yes, not happening. They're building less and it costs them more mm-hmm. because they're terribly inefficient right now, trying to get all the parts and pieces that they need and train new people.
0: So, succinctly, parts and people are the biggest hang ups in getting products built and shipped to dealerships. Exactly. Parts and people.
2: Yes. So what is the efficiency, the part shortage, the people shortage? What does all of this mean for maybe like the cost of these trailers happening in the spring? Do you think there are going to be cost increase or any price
1: change? Well, I asked a lot of the manufacturers that and they said they are going to try to stick with their standard increases that we see. Yeah. But there is... There's no telling right now because we have seen a few of them with significant increases already that start January 1st.
0: So with the difficulties uh, manufacturers are having with staffing and bringing in new people when they can find them and getting parts, can they build a trailer or a truck camper at the same price point? Because usually when you have uh, an item in the factory or on the lot, you know, it's, it's a little bit like time is money everything costs a little bit
1: more i don't see how i mean it's always going to cost more and so they're building less and it's costing more more in labor uh the parts are going up the parts are scarce it kills the efficiency efficiency
0: is what they live and die by
1: well that's how you make money is by volume
0: right right so so efficiency's out the window at manufacturers right now
1: Unfortunately, yeah. but they are scrambly like the rest of us. You
2: know, here I think tomorrow, tomorrow,
1: <laughs> it's only a day away.
2: <laughs> I think next year could be, you know, a really great year for the industry. Still, it's just uh, Clinton's kind of like what we were just talking about. You have to you have to shift what you're doing, you know. So if, if manufacturers can figure out how to get parts and workers and be efficient again, it could be a really great year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. There's a lot of interest and in I the I just community. feel like
2: there was a lot of like doom and gloom in that segment, so
0: I had to... Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a lot more interest, interest in in travel, in RVing, in camping, and in family time of that format. And we have so many new people in the space. So if we can just support them, I think that this could be fantastic going forward.
1: That's right. But in the meantime, manufacturers are not like making money hand over fist, because they can't deliver them. And yeah. what about the reps? I mean, what have we seen? It's so different with reps now.
0: Okay, so let's talk, a lot of people who are listening don't understand the role of a rep. What, oh. is, what is a manufacturer rep?
1: Well, it's the representative that comes to see us, that helps us with what to order, what not to order, answers our questions, um, is just our go-to when it comes to the company. <laughs>
0: Right. So a dealership orders their whatever they're going to get in from a specific manufacturer. They order through a rep who is the ambassador for the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. If you're working at a Ford dealership or a GM dealership or something like that, it's not quite the same rep situation. Um,
1: well, reps in this business are paid by how many units we buy. Mm-hmm. So their job is to help us be successful.
0: Mm hmm. They help us with training. They help us with with learning about the the changes to the product, the new products they're coming out with, new yeah, technologies.
1: you bet. They come you and bet. staff
0: our shows with us if they can fit it in their schedule.
1: So their life like this this never None of that is happening. No, we'll hit on that in a second. So what's not happening is we're not seeing reps for the most part. They can't travel. Well, they can't travel. We don't see them. And we're not doing shows. There is no shows to you know, sell a bunch of product. Yeah, and
0: reps can't sell us inventory stuff because they're too busy trying- Because there is
1: no inventory.
0: Right, they're trying to (laughs) to help us to actually catch up on things that we've already pre-sold.
1: Yep. Yeah, there's so much more work to be done on units that are ordered and then changed and then moved. And then can I switch that to this one? Or this guy moved to this one and that one has to be now green. So Mm. reps are really- getting a lot of demand a lot of questions a lot of uh like movement around Uh the orders for the dealers yet very little is delivering so they're not getting paid as much as they used to
0: so are they working harder for their money
1: yeah and what we had on the ground when everything hit they'd already been paid for the last half of the year every rep that i talked to either was making a little less or a lot less Okay, so
0: not everyone is experiencing the joy of this boom. I mean, it's interesting to watch for everyone, but it's not necessarily that everyone's life is has improved. So let's talk about we actually we enjoy RV shows. They are a heck of a lot of work.
1: That's right. We do three a year.
0: But there is something neat about them as well. We love the people, the setup, the kind of the atmosphere. Right. And RV shows employ a lot of people. Yeah but RV shows are either not happening or they have to change for- format. How's this How's this affecting the people we know who do RV shows?
1: Well, what would your first guess be? Well. You, the people that put on shows. Aren't. Are, <laughs> are not. <laughs> they are sitting at home, sitting at home waiting to see what happens next.
0: So the things that keep them, the let's say the organizers, let's call them organizers maybe? Show promoters. Show promoters? Promoters, mm-hmm. promoters? okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the promoter end of things. They they can't get into the spaces that they usually utilize because of all kinds of city ordinances and things like that, like the Austin Convention Center or something like that.
1: Do you know the Austin Convention Center has not had an event since March? See, zero. So nothing there except for testing. They've had a few rounds there with testing.
0: So the Austin Convention Center can't even make money right now.
1: So there is no one who does all the decorating, no one Mm -hmm. doing the cleaning, no one doing the organizing, Mm -hmm. Uh, their sales staff, the promoters, just the electricians that put it all together, Uh, It just everything.
0: All those people are directly affected in a negative way. And then you have the promoter who is in this lurch, this limbo of, will I ever have uh, an opportunity to do a show at all in 2020, 2021?
1: That's right. So they're waiting to see what happens, because right now nothing is set for next year yet. Um, we are looking at having a show in April, but that will be the only show in Texas if we do have it. So wow. And and it's going to be very, very different. But right now what we've done, uh, and I say we know uh, what Jennifer has done. Uh, Jennifer's company has been running our shows, uh, and you know she relies on a handful of shows every year. To keep her business going,
0: she does our RV show, the Austin Boat and RV show. She does the
1: I think she does the San Antonio show. Uh Yeah, so for this show in April, she had to put together a plan of how we would do it safely, how many people, Mm -hmm. uh, everything's purchased online. It's going to be half virtual, and you basically had to make a business plan and turn in your uh, your event. Outline of how it was going to work to the city to see if they'd approve it and we still don't know yet but she told me if that's not approved by the end of the year for an april show she has to get a job because she has lived off savings since march Mm -hmm. she did work in april to go in and figure out how to refund everybody's money for the show every event that wasn't going to happen for all the events that were canceled And uh, that was it. So a
0: show now, even if we could put one on and it'd be hard for a dealership to even bring enough product to justify a show to a location because we don't have it. But if a show were to happen, would it be just as easy to man and put on or would it require more resources with all these new rules?
1: Well, the uh, with the plan that she shared with me, it will take three times as many people and How, uh, as far as attending it, I mean, can you imagine an RV show? They're usually crowded, Mm -hmm. elbow to elbow. Uh, People want to see every RV. They're all crowded in small spaces. Tons of reps come in. What we would do is probably a mostly virtual show. Normally, a good day would be 8,000 people. Yeah. We would be allowed 2,000 people total. Okay, but they'd have three times as many people
0: to
2: work pay. the show and run it and, yeah. be, and pay. Yeah, essentially.
0: Yeah. You can't make money that way. So that's just so. But, but, it shows, would, but it would be a show. It'd be a show, but shows are going. Anyone involved with the shows would be hurting. All right. Who else is involved that might not be feeling the joy of this 2020 RV season that we've experienced?
1: What about the banks?
0: What about the banks? Well, what about the banks? I figure banks oh always find a way to make money. what about
1: the banks? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Don't
0: banks always find a way to make money?
1: I think so. Okay. I, and, and there are parts of it that are making great money. They're lending to customers, buying RVs. That's booming. But then there's mm-hmm. an entire group at the bank, and I say group, department, uh, area, of the bank that employs an awful lot of people who floor the units that we have here at the dealership.
0: Can we can we explain what flooring means to well, listeners? It just
1: It's a line of credit where when we buy units and bring them here, we buy them. Technically, we buy them. Okay, They're not loaned to us. Uh, so we own them and we have a credit line with the bank and we pay the bank once they sell. Okay. So we pay interest on everything here until it sells. Is
0: that the same as a car dealership
1: you know what i i don't think i can speak to that car dealerships uh but they're working generally with one big franchise well
0: like gm owns the bank Uh, ford owns the bank that they work with right
1: well and ford is only ford right so you make a deal with ford on how you do your inventory okay but Uh,
2: dealership flooring has to be looking a little weird right now because there's nothing to floor
1: Right. There are no units. <laughs> yes, there are no units, and the interest rate has dropped even lower from this time last year.
0: What is what is a, a normal acceptable interest rate for flooring?
1: Well, it it's based on LIBOR. Most Ooh. flooring is based on LIBOR, everyone and that knows is what LIBOR is. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe everyone does, not but it's the kind of a base rate that you work from. Okay, you know, and. In my mind, it's kind of like the credit score. It, it goes basically on the Fed rate interest rate. Okay. But it's kind of a thing. So, LIBOR was 1.76 last year. 1.76%. Okay. That is crazy low. Crazy It was low. already crazy low. Yes. And it's 0.15 right now. A fraction Whoa. of that. So, that's what our interest rate. Now, it's great for me. Right. Because I'm not paying much interest on what I've got and I don't have much. Right. But there still has to be entire teams out there managing flooring, sending people out to check what's on the lot. I mean, there's a huge department that makes money on this and there's no money being made by the bank. So that's 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 one of the areas that, yeah, you know, most people don't feel terribly sorry for them. But these are people with real jobs and families right. and car payments right. and all of that trying to be sure that they stay employed.
0: Right. And we were happy with last year's low rate of 1.76 mm-hmm. because at that point in time, we still had inventory that we could show people. That's right, right. Right now, you're not paying much in interest or, or on units because you don't have yeah. anything. But the double-edged sword part of that is you have very little to show someone who wants to season. that's right
1: <laughs> and to be clear we pay a percentage over that so uh-huh. we don't pay 1.76 right that's the bank that's the bank rate okay so okay. uh but still crazy and these are real people real jobs um that are are struggling and nervous about what it's going to look like uh, if this doesn't change
0: okay and, and and kind of related is insurance because they also make money from Insuring something that we have floored and here But the there's leadership.
1: nothing floored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we pay per unit that's here for the insurance to cover it while it sits on our lot. Well, not much happening. Right. So it saves us some money, but unfortunately, I you know, the wheel just looks a little different right now.
0: So are there any options for banks and insurance companies and anyone one in this kind of financial end of things where they're hurting?
1: Well, wait it out. Just wait it out. I I, I don't know. Okay. I have not heard of any way around it. You just wait. You just wait for everything to normalize. Okay. All right. Well, this is kind of doom and gloomy, isn't it?
0: Well, I think it's I think it's good to get a better idea because we know the storyline sales are way up dealerships have got to be having a good time and we've heard well the manufacturers have got to be loving this and then and with people getting loans banks have got to be loving this everyone's got got to be loving this turns out they don't not everybody's
1: loving this right and we have the associations too and that was really i think the biggest hidden part of what's happening right now now associations have membership dues it is a real, um, 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 it, it's a misconception that association dues pay for what the association does.
0: Okay, now, uh, your general RV consumer doesn't know about and doesn't care about what this association is. What What is an association? It's a, it's a professional and industry association.
1: Yeah, wouldn't it be great if associations just had big parties and we all got together and drank cocktails and... You know celebrated our industry and I think that is what some people think associations do but uh, there is a lot of uh, laws that come into play that will hurt the consumer in our industry mm-hmm. they'll hurt the businesses and it will it sometimes uh, laws are made that how can I say it they have unintended consequences so in Texas, uh, RVs are considered motor vehicles, so they make a motor vehicle law for truckers that makes perfect sense. Right. Like there was a law that uh, that affected how much you would pay if you were a truck driver on certain roads because they were tearing up the roads. hmm Well, that covered RVs too, and all of a sudden, all the ah, consumers were getting oops. hit. Oops. Yeah. Oops.
0: So Different associations things. for a state like the Texas, the TRVA. Texas, mm-hmm. RV Associ- Texas
1: RV Association, and then there's
0: a national RV Association. The RVDA,
1: yes, RVDA. and so they do a lot of legal issues. They take care of of basically the industry and the consumers and the manufacturers, everybody. They try to keep everything uh, helpful for the industry. The other thing that they do is they really help the the people involved in the industry to stay connected. Okay because we need to know about things that are happening. They help us stay involved. Uh, when we have to work together on something that's working or not working, they help us with that. Mm-hmm. But associations also make money. Uh, part of the way they fund themselves is through shows uh-huh. which we're not having and training and training, uh-huh. conventions uh, where all their members come in, get trained, um, have forums on how to move forward, get a consensus on what we need to be working on Uh, we did a a, the national rvda has done huge strides in trying to figure out the parts dilemma in this industry they just don't sit around and celebrate their profits Uh, they've been trying to figure out how to improve the customer experience and without conventions without shows right that that takes away a huge amount of the income that they need To do the work that they do.
0: So they can't make the money because they're not doing the conventions and shows, but they also can't do their work because they can't get together in the, in the, the work of supporting the consumer and all that. But they they can't do trainings. It's hard to get lobbying to go forward to to adjust those laws that, you know, may not be working for the industry so well. So no money and no work getting done. Not easily, at least.
1: You know, everything's gone virtual. It's uh, We even had RVDA, I spoke with uh, Phil Gracia. Thank you very much, Phil. Um, they just finished a really amazing virtual convention. We usually get together every year in Las Vegas, and it's about, I don't know, eight to ten hours a day. We're in events, we're learning, we're training, talking to experts in different fields, trying to figure out how to move forward, how to help the consumers, how to manage our businesses, how to help our employees, a million different topics. Uh And they did it virtual this year, so I wanted to find out how that worked.
0: Okay, so what did Phil
1: say? Phil said, um, great support by the dealers. Um, However, they had to charge less, and Mm -hmm. uh, so they made about half as much money with the convention still was able to get out a lot of information but you do miss a lot by not being able to have those casual conversations Mm -hmm. like we used to do a lot of sidebar
0: conversations and things like that
1: yes so the platform worked great but half the profits so you know they have a staff of about 12 people and they've were able to eliminate some of their independent contractors they've had a few people retire however they need to keep the work going so that when everything comes back, they're ready to go.
0: right. And we're not here to eliminate some roles and all that. I, I see a family and a household.
1: That's who right. Also
0: is negatively That's right. affected by this.
1: That's these are all people, all people affected mm-hmm. by what's happening now. So uh, a lot there. TRVA has really been struggling as well. Uh, and we have been doing our board meetings over Zoom. We have to figure out now how to refund since we won't have a, com- a convention last year uh, well this year 2020 had no convention and no shows so gosh we got some work to do to try to figure out how to rearrange and keep the business of the association moving forward mm, sounds tough well
2: a lot of that does sound kind of you know doom and gloomy but i i think we have a lot to look forward to and this is a really weird adjustment period. So maybe everybody'll adjust accordingly and we can figure out how to sail nicely into 2021. There's so many new owners of RVs, so right. there I mean RVs are a thing. We just got to figure out how to Sure. find the new normal. That's what people say, right? The yeah. new normal.
0: Well, change is not necessarily pleasant in so many respects. However, having watched this industry and just knowing people like we work with people pivot people learn they adjust they make new avenues to work in and so just the same as i was hopeful for myself for and my family for 2021 i'm still very hopeful on what we'll see out of the creative people that work in the rv industry there's going to be things we never even thought of on how to make this new landscape work
2: i think one of the most important things too is just I think a lot of people are frustrated with the amount of time it's taking for RVs to get here, whether uh-huh. it's on order or whether you're a dealership or, you know, so this hopefully brings a little bit of awareness and a little bit of like,
1: what do you call it? Like, like you, they're people, right? Well, everything's shifted. Everything's a new normal and uh, a lot has gone online. So we'll, uh, We'll see how it uh, all falls out in 2021. It's going to look different.
0: Just a, a reminder, if you haven't started making some travel plans, start figuring that out now because the landscape is changing on where you can go and how you can go, what parks are available. New parks have actually been popping up all over the nation, so there may be something new, a new option that you didn't weren't aware of. We weren't either. We still aren't, but things are popping up. So... Right now, if you have some downtime um, over the holidays, please take a few moments and start making some plans for 2021. Don't stop,
1: pivot, change, be hopeful, and and get out there. And if you're one of the hundreds of people waiting on your trailer to arrive, it will eventually arrive. So make those plans. Yeah, schedule something. Look forward to it. Woohoo! Very good. We will see you next time.
0: And we won't see you because this is a podcast.
1: (laughs) But it will still be 2020. So. (laughs) All right. There you go. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)